The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transformed their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And today, we're going to talk about people who can help you grow your business who can give you guidance as a business owner, and who can not only help you navigate obstacles, but also help you recognize some new pathways for opportunity. Now, think about all the entrepreneurs that are out there. In fact, a 2011 global report by GEM noted that there were 388 million entrepreneurs across the world. And all of these entrepreneurs, whether they were the 163 million women-owned entrepreneurs or whether they were the 165 million early-stage entrepreneurs that are very young, all of them face daily challenges. And just as I know that all of our listeners out there, and I myself as an entrepreneur, know these challenges can run the gamut from access to capital, staffing, sales, what are my taxes, how do I avoid some of the taxes, How do I form business relationships that are going to propel me forward? All of these are obstacles and challenges that we face every day. They can make a big difference in the way our business grows. But our guest today, Barnett Helsberg, Jr., knows a little bit about these challenges firsthand. He also knows firsthand how important the guidance of a mentor can be when an entrepreneur like you and me faces these challenges. Barnett's the former chairman of the board for Hellsburg Diamonds, and he expanded the company from 15 stores in 1962 to become the third largest jewelry retailer in the country when he sold to Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway in 1995. Barnett is the creator of the I Am Loved marketing campaign, the co-author of the I Am Loved book, and the author of two other books, What I Learned Before I Sold to Warren Buffett, and his latest book, Entrepreneurs Plus Mentors Equals Success. He's also the founder of the Hellsberg Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program, and we're very happy to have him on the show today. Welcome, Barnett. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you, Kelly. Absolutely. Now, one of the top resources that you've identified as contributing to your success is having a mentor. So tell us a little bit about your history and your background as an entrepreneur and really how mentorship changed your professional life and your personal life as well. Well, I had, uh, I believe in hearing from a lot of people, but mainly my mentors were my dad who taught with parables so that you definitely remembered because you heard the story a hundred times. And then he'd finally label it and say, don't be the Jack story, don't be the hot dog story. We knew what that meant. And then Ewing Marion Kaufman, who owned the Kansas City Royals and Marion Laboratories, was a very, very wonderful mentor to me. So uh, what effect did they have? 
Well, Mr. Kaufman uh, taught me that it is not it's not wrong to pay people uh, as much as you can, not as little as you can, mm-hmm. and to share the rewards of the business. And I almost knew that anyone else I talked to would have thought would have thought that was not very intelligent. Mm-hmm. But he encouraged me. And you get it back in a hundred ways, not only in the success of the company, but the thrill, the gratification you get from people doing things they might not have done. Uh, One thing he told me on the profit sharing, he said, why don't you take part and give it to them in cash? And I would write people and say, well, here's uh, a some cash, and I hope you'll do something you wouldn't have done otherwise for yourself or your family. And I remember one person said, well, I sent my daughter to a school. I couldn't have done that otherwise. And actually, when we sold the company, we shared, and uh, I was in a little town in Minnesota in a restaurant. A lady came over, and she said, "Uh, are you Barnett? I said, yeah. She says, well, you know what happened? What you did for me, I got the check, and I was able to buy a house. So what else, what do you want out of life? Yes. Well, and all of this came from, as a result of listening to your mentor, Ewing Kaufman. And as you say, that advice is probably not uh, the conventional wisdom. And most people, uh, especially at that time, would have probably said, oh, you're gonna, you're, it's going to impact your bottom line. How are you going to operate if you keep, keep paying, a, paying above the prevailing wage? But, as you said, it keeps the employees happy. It keeps them doing things that they may not have done otherwise. And the real gratification that comes from hearing these stories, uh, the difference you made in their lives as a result of that piece of advice. But it didn't hurt the company, I'm sure, they did more for the company as a company mm-hmm. or for them. So I think it was a total win-win. Yes, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your background, how you came to Hellsburg um, Diamonds. Your grandfather started the business, is that correct? Yeah, in 1915 he started, and a very few years later he had a stroke, and my dad I can't believe this, 15 years old, takes over the store. Oh, my. One brother was in the war. One brother's in dental school, both older, and uh, two sisters, But and one could have been great, but in those days, you know, you didn't think the woman could run the store, I guess. Mm-hmm. So uh, he fell in, he took it over and fell in love. And so you came, when did you start working with the store? Well, I, of course, I told my dad I went to work. I was about 15, and I said, now the one job I don't want to do is selling. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the job I got. You do not tell your dad what you don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and after I finally could see I could do it, I really enjoyed it, and frankly, I was good at it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so that's kind of when I started. 
Okay. And then, as I said before, you expanded it from 15 stores in 1962. It became the third largest jewelry retailer in the country. And then you ultimately you sold that to Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway in 1995, 30-some years later. And uh, during that time, as you said, you, you met Ewing Kaufman. He became your mentor. How did he become your mentor? What was the situation? So many people are afraid to ask others for advice. So how did your relationship with Ewing Kaufman uh, begin and transform into a mentor-mentee relationship? I was at a convention, and he was a speaker. And, you know, I knew he was a great salesman, which I happen to really like. And he'd been a great Kansas City man. So, I don't know, somehow I made it a point to have a drink with him and get to know him. And he said, why don't you drop by the office when you get back? And that was it. So, you just, I don't know, I, I don't think, I think people are flattered. I would not say I want you to be my mentor because I think that's kind of scary. I never called him that to his face. Ah, okay. But, and he said, I, I won't be on your board, but call me whenever you want to talk. So, you know, I was just, he was always available. Mm-hmm. I think mentor, although I think it's a very important word, it's uh, kind of intimidating. You know, how much time? Is that going to be regular? If you let it, Grow organically. Sure. But you build a relationship. And the <clears throat> the key is, number one, uh, candor, openness, somebody you can absolutely trust, and uh, that everything between you is confidential. Right. And obviously the chemistry is terribly important. And hopefully someone that uh, thinks differently than you do. So it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody within your industry or who runs in the same circles as you. Sometimes being outside of that with a fresh eye is better. No, I think you're better with somebody not in the same industry. The people in the same industry know what is not possible. That's true. (laughs) Mr. Coffin didn't know what wasn't possible. So he would tell me things, and, you know, if you don't know, you might just do it, and that's what these entrepreneurs are doing. Yes. Now, uh, let's go back to your father for a minute. You talked about the parables that he would uh, t- uh, teach you, and he would refer to stories as the hot dog story, don't be the hot dog story. But given that he took over the business at such a young age, 15 years old, I mean, I don't even – I mean, that's – I guess it's not unheard of these days. There's a lot of it seems like the entrepreneurs these days are getting younger and younger. But was there was there a specific lesson because of how young he was when he took over that he either told you directly or that inspired you, you know, looking back at that? Well, maybe it told me that regardless of my age I could do it, you know. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah. age matter. Right. Well, and that's probably if you just if you gr- go with that thought, 
probably, if age doesn't matter, there's probably a lot of other things that we put in our heads that hold us back that don't matter too. <laughs> so it's just breaking through a lot of those. those the main that, that holds us back is us. Yes, I, I would agree with that. That's so true in so many ways. Um, so let's let's go to the book. Entrepreneurs plus mentors equals success. What prompted you to write the book? Well, the goal of the book is to tell entrepreneurs that uh, if you're open to it, uh, you don't have to be lonely and you can uh, tell your concerns and problems to someone who will listen. And I think the real magic of mentoring honestly is not with the mentor. It forces us to verbalize and come to grips with our problems. Uh, Some of the really biggest mistakes I've made were because I did not confide in a mentor. It didn't occur to me, and I look back and I can't believe it. And I'm talking about major mistakes. Uh, So you have to be willing, we call it, put your worst foot forward, exactly what your folks told you not to do. And so that's part of the magic. And this, I was just trying to get across, you know, the idea is, I mean, frankly, we've saved a lot of businesses. We've built a lot of businesses. Entrepreneurs can have a dramatic effect if you read this book. And, by the way, it's the book is fourteen ninety five on Amazon and uh, uh, Rainy Day Books in Fairway, Kansas. It's $0.99 cents to download it. And if you just type in Hellsburg at Amazon or Barnes & Noble, it'll come up. And uh, you have it in ebook format. Yes, ninety nine cents. Wow, and that's, if, that's a bargain. To buy, book, to buy the book, you get the ebook free with it. Okay, but yeah, and you get all the advice from these entrepreneurs, and you kind of learn vicariously through their mentor mentee experiences. Well, you also they were very they put their worst foot forward. So I think there's a lot of lessons in there about mistakes and things that we'd like entrepreneurs to avoid. We want to help them avoid. And if you read this, I think you get some ideas about how to avoid some problems. Do you think that, I mean, there's 22 stories in there. Uh, all, like you said, there's a lesson from each one of them. But do you think that there's one in particular that really epitomizes really captures the value of a mentor? Well, let me give you one generalization. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, I have a lot of favorite stories. Uh, And so people say, well, what's common? And what's common is failure because these are all persistent people. And we have a saying, fail small, succeed big. Mm Mm-hmm. And entrepreneurs, I don't know about you, but most of us have had some pretty desperate, including myself, failures Oh yes. on the way. And uh, that's, uh, that's a very common thing. Everybody, nobody comes out of the box 
perfectly. Right. Yeah, we, we all have so much that we can learn. And that putting your, your worst foot forward, as you say, that's something at the Healthberg Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program that is encouraged. And so it really takes um, a, a lot of courage to do this publicly. It's one thing to put your be- your worst foot forward in front of your mentor, but to share those lessons with the general business community is uh, that just takes it to a whole new level. And so there is a lot to learn from this book. There's 22 stories. Uh, what I'm, I'm curious about today, there are so many. I just I mentioned a few minutes ago that the entrepreneurs seem to get younger and younger every time I turn around, and there are so many kids coming straight out of college and embracing entrepreneurship. So what they haven't even had the chance of being bounced around or getting any hard knocks in the business community through other jobs. What advice can they get from the book? What can they learn, these young entrepreneurs? I, I think they can really learn because these are these people started, by and large, they started their businesses, made a lot of errors, Obviously, within the organization and within the mentor and mentee, everything's very confidential. Mm-hmm. But these 22 people opened up so that you can, they shared uh, some of their mistakes. And, uh, you know, I mean, we all had to learn. I remember mailing checks out on January 15th, uh, one year, or the 10th. Mm-hmm. Going to the bank on the 11th and having the bank tell me, no, we, you didn't read the last paragraph of that letter. You can't have your money. Oh no! <laughs> and what a, it would have really damaged our company. But we fortunately had a second bank. What I learned from that was have two suppliers for everything. Don't have one supplier. But uh, also, you should think ahead a little bit, not go in the day after you mail the check. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty hard lesson to learn. It could have been catastrophic. But no, you're right about the supplier, whether it's your bank, whether it's somebody that controls a really vital part of, of your operations or, you know, a, a, a product that you need to get something out the door. I mean, what if there was some sort of a catastrophe with them, uh, a natural disaster, a fire, whatever, and you couldn't get that? You've got to have a backup. So that was a, a very There's bankruptcies. There's mm-hmm. takeovers. Yes. Uh, there's no reason they have to have loyalty to you. They worked with somebody else. And when we started trying to expand, we ran into that, and our landlords had a lot of loyalty to other jewelers and <clears throat> I just said, look, I respect it. I hope someday we'll develop that. But there is loyalty, and that's great. Yes. Now, you have a a program called the Hellsburg Entrepreneurial Program. It has helped hundreds of businesses throughout the Kansas City area. Part of that, uh, part of the reason you started it, as I understand the story, is because your mentor, Ewing Kaufman, said that someday you'd find a way to pay that forward. Yeah, he said to me one day when I thanked him, he said, that's okay, you'll help somebody someday. Oh, and you've helped so many. Let's talk about about the program. Uh, you have mentees and you have mentors. In your experience with, with your own mentors and with your experience with hemp, what what are some of the characteristics of an ideal mentee, the the person that's being mentored? What, what do you have to bring to the table as a mentee? The main one... 
I would say, are, are they mentorable, i.e., can they listen? Mm-hmm. And when we select someone, we talk about that a lot. And, you know, we try to help determine if we we don't want to waste their time or a mentor who's volunteering, we don't want to waste their time. Right. It's a business thing. It's not, you know, a fraternity. Uh, well, I'll reach a very quick list, too long. Sure. Adaptable, available, committed, consistent in providing feedback, curious, flexible, focused, a good questioner, a good listener, honest about successes and failures, humble, involved, non-defensive, passionate, proactive, realistic in expectations. You know, we're not going to make them billionaires. Right. (laughs) Receptive, responsive, and willing to change. Too long a list, but uh, I think uh, confidence, uh, confidentiality, and chemistry, three C's, kind of like diamonds, you know, carrot weight and clarity and cut. <laughs> yes, there you go. So it, it mirrors the, the business that you had. Well, and and as you said, if you are not curious and if you're not uh, a good listener and you're not committed, there's another three C's, there's a lot of C's in this, uh, then it's not going to work. Now, ultimately, this is where some people I know, you know, just in talking to entrepreneurs myself, oh, I don't need a mentor. I'm the owner of the business. Nobody can understand it the way that I do. Uh, yes, you are still the owner of the business, but you you can be willing to listen to advice and maybe adapt the advice. Uh, you never know how something that applied to one industry could, when you apply it to your own, because it is so different, could be revolutionizing or breakthrough in your industry. So you, you have to have that openness and, and that coachability. But, you know, Kelly, there was a man named Ray Smiler who was a Kaufman professor at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, and he wrote a book, and in it it said, you know, some people are self-directed. Mm-hmm. They don't need it, and they don't want it, and there's nothing, you know, wrong about that. There's nothing illegal or immoral or fattening and <laughs> now mm-hmm. being the person that wants a mentor. So it's not for everybody, but True. some people are like sponges, and they just love it. Yes. What has been... Uh, well, let's go back before I ask you that question. Let me let me ask you the opposite then. If I've been around the block, I've had a successful business, I'm in the point in my career where I want to give back, what are some of the qualities, if I'm considering being a mentor, what are some of the qualities that I need to look at in myself to realistically assess whether I could be a good mentor? Well, that's a great question because I'm not a good mentor. Oh. What I found out <clears throat> is I'm a mentee. And that's why it was started. And I've done a little mentoring, but I don't think I'm a good mentor. Uh, well, I think a listener is key. Availability, uh, empathy. I think that, you know, being candid. We try to distinguish between a consultant and a mentor, 
and we say we are not consultants. That's a great point. What is the difference between a consultant and a mentor? How would you make that distinction? Well, this isn't, you know, perfect 100%, but my belief is that the mentee has the answers, and it's the job of the mentor to bring them out. That's beautiful, yes. And, you know, sometimes the mentor can say, look, I was in business, we did 2% 10 days, we got paid off much faster, you don't have any benefit, to pay. you ought to put that in. I mean, sometimes there's simple, hard uh, suggestions you could have that are veto what I just said. But basically, I think my dad used to go to a great attorney named Arthur Mag, and my dad would wake up over and over all night long and keep his pad by his bed and write down what he's going to talk to Mag about. So he goes in the bag and he says, uh, Kim, I got ten things. Okay, let's hear them. Well, here's the first. Here's what I think we ought to do. And Mr. Mag would say, well, I think you're right. And then he'd go through every one, and my dad would tell his reasoning, and he would agree with him. Mr. Mag would agree. Then in the end, my dad says, why do I pay you $100 an hour? I gave you all the answers. <laughs> well, my dad was a perfect mentee because it was forcing him to verbalize and think these things out. And that's really the magic. The magic is in the mentee, but also accountability. You know, our mentors, some of them really hold their mentee accountable. Now, What's going to happen before the next time we meet? Right. So accountability, you know, you're the queen or the king of your business, and nobody's going to tell you the truth usually. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you don't, you're not reporting to anybody, and so many of us still need that person to report to, to be held accountable. That uh, it, it, it is incredibly important. Barnett, in all of your your time working with entrepreneurs, you've been an entrepreneur yourself. What what has been most meaningful to you um, in all of the work that you've done? What what do you if you could point to one thing, one well, accomplishment, what would it be? Really, it would just be simply being around these people, knowing them. I think they're a. I don't know. I think they're really a very kind, honest group of people. And uh, I don't know, the quality and the courage of people, uh, entrepreneurs, and uh, they have a lot of wonderful qualities that businesses sometimes condemn for that it doesn't have. And I think they're great examples for all of us uh, what I've seen and what I've found, how they treat their associates. Uh, one of them, at least one, but one has been on the best company to work for for about five years straight. I mean, they have tremendous uh, empathy for their associates and interest in them. And uh, so biggest thing for me has been to be around these people and to be able to know them. By far. Yes. Something you said a little earlier in this interview was that 
you you don't make a very good mentor, you're a mentee and and that you're just the quintessential mentee. And what struck me with all that you've accomplished, with all your achievements, that you are a lifelong learner. Uh, if you're the if you're the epitome of a mentee, you're you're constantly that sponge. You're constantly, despite all the things, the successes you've already had, you're still listening. You're still learning. And it strikes me that maybe that's one of the greatest um, things that has happened is is the fact that we can all learn from each other and that it's continual. That we don't get to a point where, okay, I've learned everything, but that we continue to share our experiences, and that that really what is what makes all of this work is the willingness to do that. So, well, as you always read, it's a very fast-moving world, and uh, you know you got to it's uh, social media, and it's this, and it's that, and it changes every hour. Uh, I do want to mention one thing. We talked about mentees. Mm-hmm. I want to talk mention about mentors because I've had a couple of realizations. I ran into a lady at the gym, and she mentioned one of our mentors. Uh-huh. And she's, and he's retired from a great, great company here. And she said it's changed his life. He was retired. I guess he was kind of bored. Uh, and he just loves it. And uh, one of our other mentors who... He says he's had five different careers, Ray Pittman from the fighting the Japanese to building construction equipment and this and that, and it's been his most uh, gratifying, joyous, and the big payback. So I think the payback is not just for the mentee. Oh, you know, it's not universal, but in many cases it's for the mentor. They it's kind of like they say, it's like having grandchildren. You know, you can <laughs> work with them and then you leave and you don't have to babysit or change the diapers, but you see the progress. Yes, that's a great example. Well, uh, we are out of time here, Barnett. Once again, if somebody would like to get a copy of your book, Entrepreneurs Plus Mentors Equal Success, where would they get that? They would get it. The book is at Amazon. And the download is at uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble, ninety-nine cents. The book's fourteen ninety-five. It's also at uh, Rainy Day Books online in Fairway, Kansas. Okay, so make sure you get your copy because I can't. I have a copy of my own. I can't say enough about the great work of the Healthburg Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program and these twenty-two mentees who have told their stories in these pages. There's so much to learn from, and as Barnett said, none of us are too old to continue to learn. Uh, Thank you for all you do in Kansas City, and I know that uh, all of your work has spread beyond uh, this geographic area. It's had an impact nationwide. So thank you so much for everything that you've done and for being on the show today, Barnett. Thank you so much. It's, uh, people say it's generous. I say it's selfish. I've had so much fun. <laughs> so uh, that's what it's for, and I hope so. helps a lot of entrepreneurs. It certainly does. Thank you very much. Thank you.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.